Welcome to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Our show is all about the exciting world of real estate, and in particular, how it relates to the lucrative New York market. But if you're not planning a real estate transaction in New York, we still have plenty of information that you can use no matter where you are. Now, here's your host, Vince Rocco. Everyone, we are live from New York City. It's Good Morning New York. It's underway on this Tuesday morning. At this hour, with a proposed theater tear tax flaming out in the state legislature in the final days of budget negotiations last week, buyers of high-priced homes will still have to shell out a bit more in the coming months. The legislature passed a new progressive mansion tax as part of the fiscal year 2020 budget, which will levy a one-time fee on home purchases of $1 million or more. The tax increases are or as the price of a home does. So it will go up as the price of the home goes up. Also, there have been increases to New York State and New York City transfer taxes, and we'll break that all down for you later this morning. Also at this hour for the Jackie Toplitsky team, the literal definition of the team is just a starting point. This team is a cohesive group of smart, licensed real estate professionals who are among the elite in New York City and Miami's hard-charging residential real estate markets. Jackie is here and will discuss with us her team and a very significant new addition just recently. <clears throat> in the news this morning, permits have been filed for a 20-story mixed-use building at 192 Montague Street in Brooklyn Heights, located between Clinton Street and Borough Hall. In the Borough Hall skyscraper historic district, the development went before the Landmark Preservation Commission last month, as reported by EMB. Both Brooklyn Borough Hall and Columbus Park Plaza are just steps away. Also conveniently located is a major trans transit hub with access to the 2345 and R subway trains. Construction at 200 Amsterdam Avenue was quickly rising above the surrounding rooftops when topped out the 668-foot-tall residential development will hold the title of tallest skyscraper on the Upper West Side, but that's just until Extel's 775-foot-tall tower at 50 West 66th Street tops out. The building is designed by Elkus Manfredi Architects, which was responsible for the shops and the restaurants at Hudson Yards. SJP Properties is the developer, while HPDM Halstead Property Development Marketing is the on-site marketing team. The 283,000-square-foot project, which sits at the southwestern corner of Amsterdam Avenue and West 70th Street, will yield 112 residential units. It looks like there's going to be a hell of a lot more there, but that's it. Among New York City's super talls expected to rise as part of the current development boom, 80 South Street has been the only major project of prominence to retain near-complete secrecy when it comes to architectural visualizations. YIMBY has the exclusive reveal for the plan tentatively in the works for the site for, develop, for the developer China Ocean Wide Holdings, which would result in the tallest building by roof height in all of Lower Manhattan, likely approaching 1,500 feet above street level, Exact details and specifications for the site, including its architect, have not been revealed. I mean, I keep saying, what is the attraction with these tall, super skyscrapers? We're not in Hong Kong, for heaven's sakes. While a proposed so tax, <laughs> <laughs> I guess we are. I mean, it's just unbelievable to me. Who wants to live up 90 stories high? I don't. No. Anyway, while a proposed Pieter tax flamed out in the state legislature in the final days of budget negotiations, buyers of high-priced homes will still have to shell out a bit more in the coming months. The legislature passed a new progressive mansion tax as part of their fiscal 2020 budget, which will levy a one-time fee on home purchases of $1 million or higher. Now, we've always had we a $1 million dollar mansion tax. 
Now, over two million, we start increasing or we start climbing that ladder. One and a half to How was the Matt Baker stink made about this, Vince? I don't understand. I think this is terrible. We will get there. There was, and we lost, apparently. But anyway, there are two sides of the story. The tax increases as the price of a home does. So as you purchase a higher-priced home, your mansion tax will go up. There's a flat 1% tax on homes valued at 1 to 2 million, 1.2%. Uh, on ones valued at two to three, and so on and so forth. It ultimately tops out at 4.15% for homes valued valued at $25 million or more. And by the way, I just dreamed last night that I bought a $25 million apartment, so I guess nice that's dream. what I have to do. Very nice <laughs> and you must say, it would come at a cost. I don't know where it was. I don't know what it had, but it was $25 million. I'm going to tell you where. It was in Tribeca on a cobblestone street for you to get to relive your childhood dream. I was West End Avenue. That's how I woke up thinking, okay, I can afford $25 million. I must be on Mars, as I say every week, because that's way out of my, my uh, job scale. Anyway, this coupled with a one-time transfer tax, which also increases, expected to generate $300 $165 million annually, which can be put towards the funding of the MTA. You know, mm-hmm. the subway system is in dire dire need of, uh, of help, and so we're always looking to fund money to fix that. The panel here today will discuss that. And finally, it's hardly a dog's life for this pet product mogul. Alan Simon, the inventor of the wee-wee pads for dogs, mm-hmm. is listing his Fifth Avenue condo for $39.9 million dollars. Simon and his wife, Cynthia, bought the home Incredible. for $10.8 million in 2000. That, according to the Wall Street Journal, the over 5,400-square-foot apartment covers a full floor at 838 Fifth Avenue, accessible via private elevator. It has five bedrooms and five-and-a-half bathrooms. The great room and formal dining room have direct views over Central Park. The apartment also has a wood-paneled library with gold-leaf ceilings and a wet bar, two wine cellars, one's not enough, and two <laughs> Juliet balconies. Douglas Elliman has that listing. So, eight thirty-eight. Of course, they do. Eight thirty-eight Fifth Avenue is a fabulous building. If anybody has not been in it, it's all full floor. It's wonderful. It's just beyond. It's I I, I think built in the nineties. So not as pre-war as it looks, mm-hmm. not pre-war at all, mm-hmm. but it's a gorgeous building. But can you imagine the inventor of Wee Wee Pads, $39.9 million sale? I mean, it's it's beyond... How many Wee Wee Pads do you think you sold? Older and who needs Wee Wee Pads, I'm kind of like, really? <laughs> okay, so I'm contributing to his $40 million sale. It was a great Wait. idea, Vince. Don't yeah, hate. I love that. Don't hate because, 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 because he innovated. Two months ago, I was actually in the apartment. You were in the apartment? Yeah. I mean, it, it looks... Is it from stunning? The photos, that is it's fantastic. stunning. It's very personalized, um, but it, uh, it to a specific taste is that's it's what that's code for. Very specific taste. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's very specific for someone who wants to be on Fifth Avenue, not have to go through the co-op process, but then have you know world-class security in the building. It is a really good option. It, it, yeah, I agree with that, and I remember when it was going up because you know you come across the park on 66th yep. Street through the traverse there, and you see you, you saw the building going up, and then all yeah. of a sudden it's done, and all of a sudden it's you know, 25 years later, and the building looks amazing. But uh, yeah, thirty nine point nine million dollars, full floor, fifty four. And I heard they didn't feet. they didn't measure in square feet; they measured in wee wee pads. <laughs> <laughs> it was like wee wee pads. <laughs> Let me tell you something: I have purchased enough wee wee pads in seventeen years that I could have funded that building. Believe me. All right, let's get on with our special guest today, Jackie Toplitsky. Always a smiling face, and welcome back to the program. We love Thank having you so her here. Much. So, for the Jackie Toplitsky team, the literal definition of the team is just a starting point. This team is a cohesive group of smart licensed real estate professionals who are among the elite in New York City and also in Miami. They are hard-charging, 
residential agents working in a hard charging and very dynamic market, both in New York and in Miami. The team has sold more than $1 billion worth of real estate. You know, when I read these numbers, it's kind of like, yes, kudos. I mean, that's just quite amazing. In both Manhattan and South Florida, and have worked with foreign clients in South America, Russia, Europe, and Asia, as well as New York, Miami, and throughout the U.S., they are renowned for their know-how and ability to get transactions, no matter how complicated or difficult, they get them done. They are also recognized for the industry acumen, uh, creative marketing campaigns, negotiation skills, and superior customer service. Recently, Barack Dunier and his team have just partnered with the Jackie Toplitsky team at Douglas Elliman after 20 years in the real estate business, most recently at Halstead. Together, they will create more value and elevate the level of service they provide to their clients, their teams, uh, team members, and their referral partners. So, you know, congratulations on, on that acquisition. Uh, we're going to get a little more into that. By partnering Barack, you say, by partnering Barack and I are creating one of the powerhouse teams in New York. We are similar in our philosophy and values, and we are both all about giving the best services to our clients. We are both Israelis who come from an environment of constant change and <laughs> adaptability. Israelis, I would <laughs> Uh, hey, some people don't think that I'm French, you know. <laughs> Remember, I have a mix, a mix, you know, because you I was born in Chile and raised in Israel. So between the Hebrew and the Spanish, you know, if you mix them up, apparently French comes out. I think you have a very cool accent. So. But I was just going to say you're very international looking yes. yeah. anyway. So yes. and we love having you here. All right, so tell us, um, uh, you know, your team has been so super successful in all the years that I'm in real estate, and everybody at this table has heard me, you know, carry on about 17 years long enough, but seriously, for a very long time, Jackie, and then, you know, just recently, I, I saw, you know, on social media, and, in, and certainly in the real estate press here in New York, that uh, Barack was going to be joining your team. I think that's a fantastic bunch of news. Tell us what the impetus was, though, for you and he to get together after both of you have been successful independently why now after all this time are you going to be working together so i will ask you why did compass buy stribling yeah. correct yes so That's hey not, not that i am not that i am like you know comparing myself to them the jury is still I mean, what you're seeing now is mergers and acquisitions, correct? Yeah. And in the real estate um, industry. Yeah. And I can tell you that I have been in the industry more than 20 years. And in the last five years, I have seen more changes in our industry than in the whole 20 prior mm-hmm. years. Yeah. So when you see something like that happening, you have to look at yourself in the mirror as a successful real estate um, you know, professional that you are and say to yourself, okay, where am I going to be in the next 10 years? And what I'm seeing is a lot of people that, I, that started in the industry and were successful in the industry when I enter the industry, those people are slowly but surely staying behind, behind the curve. Mm. You have a lot of younger people, college graduate, um, you know, coming also, or people that are coming from other uh, other industries, coming into our industry, um, and basically everything is moving faster and faster and faster. So I said to myself, okay, if this is the case, how am I going to make it in the next 10 years? So I need um, to partner with somebody younger than me. Um, I wanted somebody that brings a lot of value to the table. So Barack is very strong in the Upper West Side. I am very strong on the Upper East Side. So this is basically bringing a whole new market share into my business. Um, 
the he he is very very um uh you know operational uh, i would say expert uh he created a crm you know a, a customer uh um, report uh, system that basically is unparalleled um, and he really saw how the future should be. So I say to myself, okay, if we put that together, that's number one. Then number two, social environment, correct? Connections, network. So I wanted somebody that basically can mash in with my, my social sphere of influence and also expand it. So if you are four people in the room, because it's not only Barak, it's also his wife, Yael. Right. So Yael and I are actually on, in a lot of different Jewish organizations that we were basically, you know, seeing each other constantly. So that's another thing. So our idea is that one plus one has to equal anyway we're going to have much more on that after the break we are listening uh to you are listening to good morning new york on the voice america variety channel we have to take a break but we are coming right back don't go away Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. It's not easy to make it big in New York City. It's even harder to sustain that success for decades. However, two teams have defied those odds due to their formulas for success. Both have all-star rosters performing at the top of their game. Each have an undying commitment to greatness, a willingness to evolve, superior training programs, and ownership that invests heavily in their products. It only seemed natural for the world's most valuable sports brand to partner with Halstead, a market leader in the New York metro area, and now proudly serving as the official luxury real estate firm of the New York Yankees. At Halstead, we know that what moves you is important. We're all about the power of transformation. We're revolutionizing the way people live and work. We are agents of change. We are the deal makers. We are the fearless negotiators. We are the future builders. So you can move to what moves you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Good Morning New York, Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. 
everybody, we are back and we're talking to Jackie Teplitsky and we're going to speak more with her. Also with us today is Sam Flaxman from Compass, Sean McPeak from Halstead, Matthew Cohen from CORE, Tracy Hammersley is back in New York and she is from Douglas Elliman, and Phil Horrigan from Freely and LeaseBreak.com. All right, so Jackie, um, before the break, you were talking about your newest addition to your team. So refresh, thinking about the next 10 years bringing more of a value proposition to your team. I like the fact, I work with a partner who is 20 years younger than me, and I think the dynamic between the age difference and the market share that's out there makes total sense, and we've been at this for, I don't know, nine years or so, almost nine years. Um, I get all that. So is, you know, do you see an immediate change in business, or is it something that you know you and all of your team uh, need to kind of work on to get to that point. What, what, what are you seeing so far? <laughs> I can tell you that he joined us, um, Barack mm-hmm. and Yael and uh, John, because, you know, it's a, it's a team that joined us yeah. uh, on March 13. And we have been literally running a marathon since March 13. I basically tell everybody in my team that I feel that I wake up on a Monday and I go to sleep on Friday. Uh, so, uh, yeah. so a lot of new listings are coming in. A lot of new listings are coming in. Um, we are making a lot of changes and that's the, our, our challenge now, correct? Because we have to merge the teams, merge right. the systems, right. but continue working and it's a difficult market and we are at the kickoff of the spring market. So if we don't sell now, we will not sell. So literally, we are not sleeping. Like really, we are not sleeping. You look really good for not sleeping. Yeah, Thank you. What's the end of your week, right? Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's what we as women make up. Exactly. Hey, hey, this is, I've been rock many years. Stand-up guy. Yes. I think yes. when I read when I read the news of the the merger, um, I think that it was great news. I think it's going to be very well received in the industry. And together, you know, I was reading your introduction, but you know, personalized personalities, you know, alike. Uh, I think the two of you are going to be um, amazing. So what I say <clears throat> is going forward, keep your eye on that bull because God yep. knows what's going to happen. So let me ask you this. So uh, just in general terms with a team, because we've had many people here who work on teams, many people here who work independent. What is the, the changing dynamic always within a team? I mean, how do you keep that fresh and how do you keep that moving along so you find those deals and you find success you know, with each day that passes? Well, the dynamic is that basically, you know, the team has, the team members have to feel that they are getting extra value by working within a team. Right. If they feel that they can do this on their own the same way, then it doesn't work anymore. So we have, you know, three administration people that work 24-7 for the team, which is a lot of people. So we have a creative director, we have an office manager, uh, we have a board package expert. So all of those tedious things that brokers don't like to do, we actually have somebody who does it for them. They don't even have to make their own appointments. We make appointments for them. Yeah, so this is what the value added. That's why I don't have a revolving door also. How many teams do you know that actually have the same people consistently? You know, so that's another. And now, look, it's a challenging time also because the younger generation wants to move on fast. You know, when I, start, <laughs> when I started in the business, my first team stayed with me, the same people mm-hmm. for 10 years. Yeah. I don't okay. think that I can replicate that anymore. No. Uh, so my average now, I would say, is like four to five years. Yeah. And I think it's hard in a tough mm-hmm. market to retain people because younger people want instant gratification and the market's taking a long time so they want to blame someone else. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, points well taken. Uh, all right, anyway, let's, let, let's move on because we've got a lot of experts here who we can kind of dissect mm-hmm. the latest news, you know, coming out of, you know, uh, our state capital here. Who pays transfer taxes in New York? <laughs> you know, generally speaking, in New York City, the seller covers the transfer tax. However, there is one important caveat with a new development property. The sponsor might ask that the buyer, not might, oh, always no ask. Might. I was just going to say, yeah, yeah. that the buyer <laughs> you negotiate otherwise, otherwise it's you. Sometimes the developers <laughs> will pick up the tab as a point of negotiation, but this is all based on market conditions and how quickly a developer needs to move on the unit. So, you know, I do a lot of new development sales, and lately, in fact, I don't think I've done a deal in new development without sponsor picking up transfer taxes. I mean, that's just, and I think I'm a pretty good negotiator, but you know what? It's just a fact of life today. Additionally, if a buyer is paying the transfer tax, they cannot finance its cost, of course. They need to have this cash available at closing. I'm leaning up to the amount of cash that's necessary these days with the increase in mansion tax, with the increases in some of the transfer taxes in new developments and in some condo sales in general. Uh, These changes will take effect, um, you know, uh, after closings on or after July 1st, except for sales where a contract is signed on or before April 1st, 2019. Mm -hmm. Buying a home anywhere is a major undertaking, but especially in New York where the typical home costs nearly three times. I mean, I didn't really realize that when I was researching this the other day. Who says that? More than three times the the cost and the rest of the the, uh, national average. I mean, that's amazing. And saving for a down payment takes an average of New Yorkers 10 years more than anywhere else to save for your first-time investment. My question to you, you know, these are hardships, and that may explain why 61% of New York buyers are purchasing a home for the first time, a far higher share than in the rest of the country. How do we do it here in New York? So it's taking people many years to save. It's taking, you know, many years to buy your first home. Here in New York, it seems to happen a little easier. Why is that, and how are these new tax changes going to affect that? I think it's all relative. You know, we're also in a city where you have the highest income in the country, basically. So that definitely justifies higher prices. And I think the whole 10-year mark of people, you know, having that down payment, we're taxed very heavy in New York. So it's not as easy to have a very good net income as much as your gross income. So I think it takes time. But also yeah. in New York, we have, you know, we have a lot of affluent families. Yeah. And yeah. as we know, you know, and we deal with that all the time, a lot of these first-time buyers, the down payment is not coming from them. Right. It's coming from their families. Well, that's what I wanted to get at. Go ahead, yeah. So, um, so we, you know, we, are, we, we do live in the, you know, if you take Manhattan only by itself, you know, it's like, what, 1% of the population of the U.S. of America. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So those, are, you know, people are coming from affluent families, and, you know, more often, you know, you have the, both sets of parents, you know, getting together and putting the down payment, or, you know, the, the, young, the couple will, you know, will participate also in some okay. sort of, you or, know, or their trust fund. And co-ops, by the way, and Jackie, you know this better than anybody, in co-ops, that's hard to do. You know, yes, parents right. getting involved in purchases, yeah. mm-hmm. trust getting involved in purchases. So oh, yes. basically, they're they're pushed more towards the condo market, Correct. which has been to everyone's benefit because condos are much more money uh, on, on average. It says New Yorkers on average are three years older than the typical American when they buy their first home. Oh, that makes sense. Sure. 
Just as we are much older, the median age for getting married for the first time is much older. We're yeah. best of development, and I don't think necessarily in a bad way. But you know, for when, all these focus reasons, focus on we've our careers. About. I mean, there's, you know, yeah. there's a lot of things going on. I think. It's and there are more options about um, who do you choose to spend your <laughs> exactly. life. Exactly. And on the purchase side, you know, it is about a 67% renter city. So mm-hmm. yeah. listen, you know, Louise <laughs> Forbes fact. She will tell you we're in a city of. I think a hard time, you know, choosing that one person or whatever to spend your time with, as Jackie just said. Don't think that the problem isn't on the real estate side as well. There are too many real estate apps out there. That people are looking oh, this at. is true. This and is so true. Like, but also, Andy, just, wait, well, what, what do I do? Because real estate porn is acceptable porn, but okay. everyone knows exactly. that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, wait, and, and let's merge them. A lot of people are scared to buy for the first time until they are married or until they're in a relationship. They don't want to buy on their own. And in a city where it's harder to meet someone, that's, they're definitely waiting. That's very true. And <laughs> but, but, you should not <laughs> So one exception to that rule True. if you are reading all the trends okay okay the, the number one buyer right now are females oh, sure. yeah. yes. so females are not any longer we're not waiting, waiting for, our partner. We're making for our the, great life for the, exactly. for the, what they call the you know the prince or uh, princess uh, charming <laughs> to come and kiss them and, uh, and, and, and go to the sunset because it's all charming <laughs> that's amazing correct. you are correct she's, 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 she's right. the best thing we're going to hear all week. <laughs> it's all about getting getting my life in order first. Let me get my purchase done first. Sure. And then if I meet somebody, you know, and yeah. if they have something great, if they don't, then we'll figure it out, whatever. Exactly. But, um, hey, Vince, you, know, you, you mentioned, uh, sorry, I, I, I don't know you're going to change, because you talked about taxes, and I, I wanted to make sure we talked about taxes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so one question I do have is, when was the last time that these transfer taxes have changed? I've been in the business now, what, 15 years. I don't think yeah. the mansion tax or the transfer taxes have changed. You are correct. So my point, though, right. is that <clears throat> taxes go up. We, we know that they were going to change at some point. The problem I have is, why do so much at once? Mm-hmm. That's that's the risk to me. And why, why so fast? Why so fast? Why so fast? Yeah. 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 And they announce yeah. it and they implement it. Usually yeah. they announce well, it and you say, this is for 2020, not we like... Have very, we have a very poor uh, city government, state government right now. Well, between de Blasio and Cuomo, these guys are totally incompetent. They deserve each other. People who... The reason we have this huge gulf in between what we're collecting and what we used to collect because they're chasing people out of the state. Here, here's, and, uh, I mean, I can't describe that, but, but, here, yes. but, here, but here's also what I'm thinking, and, and this sounds trite and this sounds kind of cuckoo, but up until uh, this $238 million penthouse on Central Park South closed, mm-hmm. and New York legislators realized, well, we're missing a lot, we're losing a lot of money, <laughs> they're leaving a lot of money on the table here. Let's figure this out. So what happened? We started first with the Pied-a-Terre tax, mm-hmm. that got burned in the New York legislature. So, in order to compromise for that, mm-hmm. which I think would have been a complete disaster Agreed. across Agreed. the board, they decided, okay, to Phil's point, mansion tax hasn't been increased in years. Transfer tax in New York State and city hasn't been uh, increased in years. Let's then puff up those numbers a little bit in place of what we're losing on the Pied-a-Terre tax. Prior to that sale, prior to February of this year, none of this came up. So we'll get an answer to your question on the other side of the break. But I first got to get something in for the sponsor. 
When it's time to make a hire for a new small business, naturally you want to find the best person for the job. Odds are that person is on LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs make it easy to get matched with quality candidates who make the most sense for the role you're casting for. LinkedIn jobs use knowledge of both hard skills and soft skills to match you with the people who fit your role best. People come to LinkedIn every day to learn and advance their careers, so LinkedIn understands what they're interested in and looking for, which means when you use LinkedIn jobs to hire someone, your matches are based on so much more than a resume. Your LinkedIn jobs match job matches are based on skills and background, sure, but also interest, activities, and passions. Everybody wants to know, just like the rest of social media, who you are and what you do. Matching lets you quickly get a group of the most relevant, qualified candidates for your role. That way you can focus on the candidates you want to spend time talking to and make a quality hire you're excited about. Customers rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires. So post a job today at linkedin.com slash Vince and get a $50 off your first job post. That's linkedin.com slash Vince. Terms and conditions apply. And with that, we will be right back after these messages. Don't go away. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. At Halstead, we know that what moves you is important. We're all about the power of transformation. We're revolutionizing the way people live and work. We are agents of change. We are the deal makers. We are the fearless negotiators. We are the future builders. So you can move to what moves you. American Heroes Network is a program for and about our American veteran heroes and their families. Join host Gary Ray as he shows what is being done to help our veterans and showcase the companies and organizations that are helping our veterans and their families rebuild their lives. Listen for American Heroes Network, live and powered by the Voice America Variety Channel, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Good Morning New York, Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now... Back to the show. I want to talk before we leave this tax conversation and to Phil's point, we don't know, I don't know, maybe Jackie does, how long ago we had increases to mansion and increases to transfer. I'm in the business 17 years and I don't ever remember an increase. Well, Bloomberg was the one that instituted the mansion tax, correct? I don't Uh, think that we had the mansion tax before Bloomberg. We had it before the mansion tax. Yeah, the one that's mansion tax has been since I've been in the business. Yeah, no, mansion tax has been around for a while. But you know what's so interesting about our society? I have to say this. So 
when they were rolling out all the news, I love how they made it a positive. They were like, oh, you know, all the press was like, at least we're not getting a pied de terre tax. Right. Like, like, yeah. like, take all right. these, these increases, yeah. and it's a good thing. Like, it's a really good thing. Well, I, and actually, they did, a few years ago, um, Cuomo was talking about doing 5% on purchases, $5 million and above, right. which would have killed that market. So I'm very glad that they've been a little more measured with the increase, but... But, you know, Matt's point is correct. I mean, you know, just think about this. I mean, you know, this, this is, um, anyway, I mean, we can go in, in multiple different directions with this. But at the end of the day, taxes are always taxes. Everybody has to pay taxes when it comes to these things. Correct. I still stand by, you know, prior to February, without this $238 million uh, <laughs> penthouse purchase, we wouldn't have this Thank question. <laughs> and Matt's point is correct when he says, oh, you know, so at least we don't have a pied-a-terre tax. Well, they had to come up with something, and the powers to be here in New York City real estate, real estate board in New York, et cetera, et cetera, they went to bat for the Pieter tax and then allowed all the other, all, the, all these other taxes to happen. So it's kind of like who's mining the candy store here? Well, they, they could have they could have uh, facilitated that Amazon deal, and that would have made up the three billion dollars exactly. gap in that taxes. <laughs> Is that really gone forever? Is that completely gone forever? There's no way it's coming back. Clearly, the people in Albany don't really understand what's happening. But let me ask you this: so, from let's talk about a mansion tax perspective. So, you know, two million dollars today in this town is really nothing. Okay, two million is nothing in this town. So now we're going to be taxed at one point two five percent at two million dollar purchase. How is this going to change the the mindset of the buyer? when they're out there looking, because everybody always talks about, I want to be under the mansion tax. Correct. I don't want to be Which, this. But you think you're already that. spending a million dollars. What's an extra 10000 well, But it does become such a big thing. Oh, and yeah. that's the, the 995 or the 999. So what is this going to do but, at the different levels now? But you discussed now? 10 years to stave up for a down payment, um, three years on average older than the rest of the country to, to even make that down payment to purchase. Right. Does this move the goalpost even further? And does that slow down what's been a slowing market even more? Well, but that's what I'm trying to get yes. at. I think it does. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a, always going to be a principal thing. I think much more than affordability, I think it's a principal thing. Well, I think people I think who are spending $25 million, they can obviously afford the extra 4%, percent, but yeah. it's a principal yeah. thing. That's exactly correct. I, I yeah. it's a principal and those thing. are not necessarily people. people could afford the 10%, exactly. the, the, the $10,000 also, yeah. but it would always be. And people arguing with me buying a $3 million apartment, I don't want to pay the mansion tax. Well, mansion tax, guys, <laughs> in the whole scheme of things, was $10,000. I'm sorry, uh, $30,000. And it's a shame because interest rates are so low they're sticking you know what i mean they're holding and it's a shame that this had to come into play well, because there was momentum starting in the market have you guys seen any effect have you guys seen any effect so far yes on, majorly on oh my god i've seen major effects in the last two weeks like what just stop. like two, the last two weeks i've spoken to so many people and complete please disagree with me if you feel but i i found that manhattan that? has actually no has been slower than it was like a month ago now 1.5 million which is not actually even impacted by this we are calling it offers april I mean, these are, are, are you know, 500000 like $1.3 the last week. It is really? been offers April. But they're, they're lower end I just, I just put something under a million dollars on the market, um, you know, last week. We floated it out there to the broker community. Uh, one open house Sunday, this past Sunday, a couple of days ago, we almost have an accepted offer. I mean, it's... Uh, it's on yeah. house kitchen? Yeah. It's, unbe- it's, it's unbelievable. But isn't that interesting that we're, you know, we're representing but different yeah, segments of the market, that it is right. very different. But that yeah. doesn't include the tax. You know, we actually have like five deals right now going into contract. So, so let's. But, but we changed we changed the strategy dramatically. So, look, 
we all have been trained over the years to to basically price at fair market value. The right price. Okay? Right. Yes. Fair market Thank value you. doesn't <clears throat> work anymore. So basically our strategy has been, yes, let's reach that fair market value. And then when you reach, meaning uh, when you're pricing it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So when you establish the fair market value, now okay. go... 10% below, anywhere 10%. between 5 to 10% okay. below, and that's your asking price. Okay. So we just had a situation over the weekend. So well one, yeah. 150 West 87th Street, apartment 7C. <laughs> that apartment, 2195000 We had 36 people wow. coming to that open wow. house. Okay, I thought that we were going to get, you know. First I, I, open house? First open house. Wow. So what we, that's we like thought. old school. That's a throwback to the exactly. old days. Exactly. Yeah. So we thought, okay, you know, it's well priced, blah, blah, blah. We'll get like 10 people. You know, 35 How people? many offers no. from that? So right place. now we already have three offers and we are still, you know, getting wow. more. That's but that's, but the, that's an example. But I'm what I'm going to say is that now let's go to a different spectrum, like under the million. So I have to price this little cute apartment that, you know, in the Upper East Side that has like outdoor space. So it's good for the spring. Sure. So what I'm trying to do is, okay, I told this, the seller, the seller says, oh, let's price this at $7.99. I'm like, no, we're going at <laughs> $6.99. Okay. Wow. We're going rock bottom. And he wanted to kill me. But that's but what he we're doing. To you. That is amazing yeah. that you were getting the seller to listen yeah. to you. Yeah, that's that the hardest part. We talk about value propositions. We used to use this word value until sure, it was, you know, ad nauseum. I say today, you know, it's all about right pricing. Right pricing. And it may be $100,000 less than, exactly. than the seller wants. It may be fifty. You know, the studio that I put on the marketplace, I don't do a lot of them, but, you know, every once in a while in the building I sell, and one or two come up because it's such a great building. People don't really leave there. I mean, that... I've sold that same line for $75,000 more than it was priced just Sometimes. last week. It's the time of the market. Fortunately, the seller agreed. The seller was like, I get this. I get this market from compared to what she paid for it. She sure. was still way above the line. That's great. Yeah. But Vince, I'm also going to tell you that we just pitched two apartments, one on Park and one on Fifth Avenue. Do you know what is the average time on the market in that market right now? Days. It's actually 50 months. Yeah, you it's know, crazy it's crazy. unbelievable. Five zero or one five? One five. One five. Months, months, months. But what I want to say is that it's greater than a year. So yeah. what I'm saying is that you know you have to look. You know you can't look in the in the in the micro. You have to yeah. look at the macro of the market in order to price something. So then this, this is, is bringing it back do. around to what you're saying with the taxes. I think actually what people are going to have to do is when they're pricing, they're going to maybe have to take that extra yes, bump absolutely. up with the mansion tax or the transfer taxes into consideration. And I also see coming, and this is just me you know, foreshadowing the future because I, I, I understand the buyers, the mindset. What I suspect may happen going forward is we'll get to a point where buyers say, well, I'm used to paying 1%, so anything over that, let's ask the seller to concede. Let's so not get people ideas here, Ben. 150, It's easier you know. for the seller because, I mean, it's, it's easier than coming up with a down payment, right, is to do something, work with the price somehow. Absolutely. Like so maybe you or take that 0.25% off the purchase price and make a buyer feel better. Point five oh whatever whatever the the point the differential is, sure. maybe that becomes a negotiation point. The one percent is going to still be paid by probably the buyer for the most part because guess what we We've can't even determine when it started, yeah. so it's always been that way, and I think it will continue. All right, moving on. Today's market is unpredictable. I mean, Jackie kind of touched on that a little bit. You know, 
we we would hope that I saw changes from last December, so December 18, mm-hmm. so four or five months ago, an uptick in the marketplace. But then also, you know, I'm seeing a little bit of a kind of a slowdown, maybe because it's Passover and, and, and Easter mm-hmm. coming up yeah. this week yeah. and holiday people kind of checking out. But the word unpredictable, I think, really is what we are still in. And Matt says this all the time. I think the market is weekly or by the week, sometimes by the day. Almost like the stock market. Seriously, it's fluctuating. How are we dealing with an unpredictable marketplace? I'm sorry, may I just say one thing just to to go back a little bit to the management talks? We actually, as brokers, should be advising our buyers that if we are looking at certain price points where they're going to be impacted by the increase, buy now. I mean, we can actually use this as the positive that they tried to give the spin by now before this increase takes effect. So this is actually I think good. It's already, I think they say no, but the increase is already the con- yeah, because, because the it's, contract it was supposed to be signed by April first. If you're in yeah. contract, so that's after, it. You're done. Yeah, you're done. And you're getting right. contracts after April first. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Okay. Right. So if you right. have five contract. hours notice, to get yeah. Right. Contract. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Right. But I will say what. But can I just address you know your question? So so look, I mean. You know, the reason not only that I say that, you know, I have been running the marathon, not only because of this merger, also because of the market. Mm -hmm. So you have to, you as a real estate professional right now, have to stand on and stay on your toes and and get the pulse on the market every single day, every single moment. And you have to read everything, which is, you know, it's like to catch up. (laughs) It's very hard (laughs) to catch up. up. And uh, like we have, at Douglas Salimann, we have this like uh, monthly signed contracts reports, Mm -hmm. correct? So I read them and I try to see what are the trends, you know, is the under million moving? Is the above million moving? Is the above two million? Mm -hmm. What the heck is going on? And with that information, when you sit in front of the seller, one of the things that we're doing now is we are willing to lose listings. Like we, as a, as a team policy, we decided that we are not going to stand, stay or stand or Absolutely. sit with a seller and say, Absolutely. okay, let's try it for two weeks. Let's try it for a month. No, no more trying. Um, guess, guess what, Jackie? The third marriage is always the better one. Okay. Right. Tell me, hey, I got hey. married, you know, for the third time two years ago. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> now with my seller, I'm actually, it's my first sale in the downtown market and so, and it's this cute little co-op that's on Thompson and Prince. But I'm realizing a lot of these first-time home buyers are going to Brooklyn. They're not even coming mm-hmm. here. And if you no. have to, the inventory isn't up to date. And that's the thing I realize is yeah. it's no doorman. There's nothing. It's a cute little co-op. And that's I think a lot of co-ops are struggling in the downtown market is because they don't have these newer finishes. No, but I mean, you know, but but Brooklyn also, by the way, was a a place where people kind of fled to, and I hate to use the term fled, Mm -hmm. but not anymore because the prices, yeah, now it's a destination in in certain parts of uh, Queens, Long Island City, for example, Mm -hmm. whatever. So it's interesting just to see, you know, the market, yes, you know, there are still, you know, some deals that could be had somewhere. Downtown Manhattan, I don't know, that that to me, it's, it's just always high it's always going to be high there's a certain uh, personality who wants to be down there certain housing stock uh, style or whatever that needs to but happen I think, there I think what Jackie said is really important as brokers we should all be talking to each other because I think that's where you're going to get the best info oh, like if you can talk yes. to all of your friends in the industry and say hey how were your open houses last Sunday because yeah. then when we talk to our sellers we know right. what's going the on the index from Fritz Brigham and Fritz and Halstead yeah. he analyzes all of this stuff and sends it out it's, a great it's not just every Halstead, week. it's everybody, yeah. every company. But I agree with Jackie, um, you know, and we have said this on the show before, and I in my uh, world is saying, you know, it's okay to say no to a listing. 
because, you know, as I was teasing Jackie before, third time's a charm. And sometimes you get the listing back or you'll go to somebody else's listing because two other brokers tried to sell it and mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. Anyway, we've got to leave it there. We're live from Blast Star Productions here in New York City. This is Good Morning New York. We will continue with segment four on the other side of the break. Don't go away. Wink. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com At Halstead, we know that what moves you is important. We're all about the power of transformation. We're revolutionizing the way people live and work. We are agents of change. We are the deal makers. We are the fearless negotiators. We are the future builders, so you can move to what moves you. It's not easy to make it big in New York City. It's even harder to sustain that success for decades. However, two teams have defied those odds due to their formulas for success. Both have all-star rosters performing at the top of their game. Each have an undying commitment to greatness, a willingness to evolve, superior training programs, and ownership that invests heavily in their products. It only seemed natural for the world's most valuable sports brand to partner with Halstead, a market leader in the New York metro area, and now proudly serving as the official luxury real estate firm of the New York Yankees. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Blackstone from Compass, Sean McPeak from Halstead, Matthew Cohen from Core, Tracy Hammersley from Douglas Element, Phil Horrigan from FreelyLeaseBreak.com, and the uh, fabulous... 
Jackie Toplitsky. <laughs> well, By the way, only Leonard Steinberg used to use that with, with me. <laughs> Fabulous. 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 Why is it not okay to bid five or ten percent below every property? And are sellers starting to really realize what's happening out there? And my question is, are agents, you know, really making it harder for sellers to walk away from some of these deals? Or I'm sorry, making it um, difficult for them not to walk away from these deals? My question is, how are we as agents? In an unpredictable marketplace, working with both buyers and sellers, because sellers have their one thought, buyers have their other thought. Yes, we've come sort of a little closer than we've been in a, in a very long period of time. But at the end of the day, we're not making deals as fast and furious as we used to. We all love making deals. That's what we go to bed and dream about at night and wake up. Listen, I bought a $25 million. <laughs> <laughs> you can make a good deal for yourself. And only do that making deals, right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, are we talking to our sellers and our buyers constructively and making them understand what this marketplace is really about? And if so, what are we saying? Well, I think if you're representing a buyer, you go off of what Jackie just said. I mean, if you have a good broker, then they will tell you if an apartment is listed at maybe not fair market value, but where it should be. And so if that's the case, the seller has already come down that 5 Correct. to 10% with that price. So you right, don't exactly. want to then go in and try to negotiate 5 10% more. There's a way to negotiate it that's not offensive. Um, well, that's what I'm thinking but about. But we have we're to establish to, but exactly. that's what I'm number. Because Are we talking to our sellers properly? And that's right. a great Correct. Uh, but uh, you have to do both. But the thing is that now your pricing analysis has to be done on both sides, correct? When you pitch the exclusive, mm -hmm. but also when you represent the buyer. So when the buyer says, okay, I like this apartment, you have to price this apartment as if you were going to get the listing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. and think, is right. it really priced below the fair market value? Right. But you have another problem, okay, which I'm hearing now in the city happening more and more. Co-op boards. Co-boards are now turning down deals. That's true. Because of yeah. price. Yes, they are. Yep. This is not the market for them so to be taking that stand. This is a huge well, well, problem. Just right I just heard foot. about one, you know, that is clear yeah. that it was about price. Yeah. So how do you handle that part? It's really, and it's it's ridiculous almost in a way, because I'll take it on a personal level. I'm now back in the buying market myself, and I was looking at apartments with a great listing broker that I love, and we we agreed on a price, us two. His seller was good with my price, okay. and the board is not okay with my price. And and here's the issue. Yeah, we ran it by. The issue okay, is, okay. is that... You know, I'm financing. I'm not all cash like a lot of us have. Yeah. So if you're all cash, at least you can do, you know, some sort of cash back at closing or some sort of credits mm -hmm. or whatnot. But if you're financing, you can't do that because you have to run everything by the board for the mortgage. And, they have and the bank has said to they also understand. That price. Yeah. And by the it's way, a big problem. No, I mean, way, I don't know. Like, I just worry about the market. And by the way, to Matt's point, you know, we can't always run stuff by a board. No. Okay. No, you don't know. It was a lucky. Yeah, sometimes that is why you get a turn down, not yeah. for Jackie's point before, you know, was turned down basically on price. Matt's point is, you know, the the listing agent knew the board members enough to say, hey, by the way, will this fly? 
this is, you know, really the blind leading the blind. I hate to say that, you know, that that phraseology, but in, in co-ops today, everybody is reducing prices. Everybody needs to reduce prices, but they are not on board with that. And I got to tell you something else. There are some condo boards who are also yeah. not on board with that. And this you know, is a deal I'm taking hopefully this week from this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure the price per square foot is going to pass this, uh, fly past this board because they've had issues in the past. Wow. They are a board. They cannot condo. turn it down, though. They either have to buy it or they've they they done it they, before. They no, yeah. they've turned down. They bought and an apartment before. Exercise they exercised their right. They exercise their right. Now, I wow. can't imagine they'll do it again. They're not in okay. the business to be buying apartments. Well, but but it's know. true. What Sam said is super interesting. Like, people are not going for co ops now because of. The, all of this because of other things and be but but I've actually seen Jackie's right like the market's fluctuating so much lately I've seen a lot of people actually not go for condo resales and and strategically go for condo new development knowing that there's probably more negotiating Absolutely. room and knowing sure. that the seller of the resale is going to be emotional about it and guess what? Like, one more fun thing. thing. But still have, I'm sorry, you still have a problem with inventory. I mean, seventy percent right. of your inventory is still costs. Exactly. So it is, it's, 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 it's a big problem. Yeah. Have you guys, I have had two uh, deals die because of appraisals that underappraised significantly. Uh, I'm like, are we really back in that market again now? One we were able to adjust and one was just too gross. We couldn't make it up. Because the problem is that this is the market catch up, correct? So appraisers go according to history. So they are taking comps, you know, from way before the market changed. Which don't exactly. work anymore. Which well, don't work anymore. And, and I had something very interesting with an appraiser who I always loved. He appraised my own refi. I love seeing him on the mm-hmm. side. Oh, good. We're not going to have a problem. He basically told me that there had been a huge number of layoffs in his company. He's a veteran of 21 years, and he did not want to rock the boat by going back and adjusting the value because he was afraid of his own Listen, job and coming under scrutiny. So there's days, that. Yeah, there's that fun side too. It's I know, crazy. right? That's the way crazy. we need to talk to That's sellers and buyers in this unpredictable on. market, we need to do the same with, with appraisers because, as Jackie just said, they're going back to the comps. Correct. And just the way, the reason we can't give adequate numbers to our sellers anymore because the comps don't apply anymore. We can look at sold and closed. That's different. But you can't look at, at what's on the market because there are still inflated prices. Correct. Or uh, whatever they call that. Um, at the end of the day, if the appraisers are looking in the wrong place, we're going to get hosed. And unfortunately... On that note, I'm getting a 30-second signal. Got to go. That's our broadcast (laughs) for this morning. Thank you for joining us. Thanks to my guest, Jackie, the fabulous Jackie. Thank you. Gracias. (laughs) In all the languages it has. (laughs) (laughs) Even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. And the only person you should try to be better than is the person you were yesterday. Be kind to one another. Happy Passover, everybody out there. Happy Easter, Easter, everybody out there. For all of us at Voice America, all around the world. Thanks for joining us. Love your co-workers. And we'll be back <laughs> next week. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in this week. Please join us for another edition of Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Here's hoping all of your transactions are successful ones. 